What is up, you guys? Welcome to another edition of Controversial Thoughts. You all know that I love rabbit holes, and I found a really fun one recently. So one of my clients actually brought this to my attention, asking me, what about uranium, obviously a radioactive toxic element, generally speaking, in drinking water, in mineral water? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I've never really researched this. He'd done a little bit of research. We went down the rabbit hole together and I discovered some fascinating things. So you guys know that the remembering hashtag is about more than just food. It's about how we live. Obviously water is pretty close to food, but it's important to understand that all of the pieces of our lives need to be considered in terms of optimal health, getting back to the way that our ancestors lived and hopefully achieving really, really radical, profound levels of vitality, energy, libido, body composition, muscle strength, whatever you want so that you can do all the cool things in your life. So water is a cool part of this that I haven't really talked about much. I've talked about diet a ton. You guys are all familiar with my views on an animal-based diet, mostly meat and organs, either fresh or desiccated, like we make it hard in soil. We just release skin, hair, and nails, bone matrix, love all that stuff. Check it out, hardensoil.co with the least toxic plant foods. At Hard and Soil, we are also doing an Animal Based 30 reset in the month of April. So you can go to animalbased30.com to sign up for that. It's gonna be bigger, better, and more radical than the one we did in January. But beyond food, what are you drinking? Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can tell that I'm sitting on the balcony of my place in Costa Rica, getting this afternoon sun. This is another part of the remembering. I'll talk about that soon, but I'm loving being here, being in the ocean, playing, connecting with nature as part of it. But what are you drinking? What is the quality of the water you're drinking? This is what I'm gonna challenge you guys to understand. The first thing I'm gonna say is your Brita is not cutting it. Your Brita just doesn't cut it. It simply doesn't cut it. The second thing I'm gonna say is that you can go to the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org, and figure out what the quality of the tap water is in your town. I've done this for Austin, where I live when I'm in the States, and it's not very good. I'll show you guys what Austin's water looks like at EWG in a moment. So you can see here, ewg.org front slash tap water. You can find the Environmental Working Group's tap water database with a 2019 update. 78703 is the area code I live in, in Austin view the utility and 10 contaminants exceed EWG health guidelines, 22 total contaminants. Not a great indication. You can see here 248 times bromochloroacetic acid, chloroform, hexavalent chromium, dibromochloromethane, dichloroacetic acid, haloacetic acid. The list is long and breathtaking. All right. Basically, you do not want to be drinking tap water. I don't wanna be drinking tap water. You can try an activated carbon filter, but usually, like I said, your Brita is not gonna cut it. Reverse osmosis maybe, but then reverse osmosis doesn't have any minerals. And I'll talk about why that might be important later in this video. So what do you do? Because I'm pretty sure if you look at your tap water at EWG's database, it's not gonna look so good. So I think the best option is to drink mineral water. This is something I've spoken about in my books, et cetera. 
I've mentioned a couple of different mineral waters that I've liked in the past, but I think that the best option is to drink mineral water. Some people may say, well, I can't afford this. And I would say, it's kind of like meat. Are you going to buy grass-fed meat? Are you going to spend, are you going to invest in your health? It's up to you. My job, my role, I think, is just to educate you and to show you that some of these things in tap water can be problematic. And you probably don't want to put this in your body. You may think about doing this as an investment in your health and the health of your family in one way or another. The best water filter I've found is the Berkey. It's not perfect. This video isn't sponsored. Um, I, I do have one at my house, but I prefer to get mineral water. And I'll tell you guys what I use at the end of this video. But there are some problems and things to look out for when you are buying a mineral water. Many of us have heard of San Pellegrino. Many of us have heard of Gerald Steiner. Many of us have heard of things like Starkey at Whole Foods. I don't know what mineral waters are going to be at your grocery store, but you should be aware of what's in them. So when you are buying a mineral water, for instance, I had Mountain Valley water delivered to my house in Austin in glass containers, you can go to the Mountain Valley website and I will show you their analysis of Mountain Valley water. But often I would go to the grocery store, maybe I would drink San Pellegrino or get some carbonated water as a treat. And like I said, my client brought this idea of uranium in water to my attention. And it was pretty scary when you actually dig into it. So what I found was that both Gerald Steiner and San Pellegrino contain significant amounts of uranium. Uranium consumption has been linked to kidney cancers and other problems. You, we don't want to be getting significant amounts of uranium in our diets. So this is a paper, The Natural Radioactivity Content in Italian Bottled Mineral Waters. You can see here, if you go to the regions of Italy where the waters are from here, and you can scroll down further, you can actually see the chart of gross beta, gross alpha. These are different types of radioactive particles. I'm not going to go into that in this one. Uranium-238, uranium-234, radon, and another radioactive element, PO-210. You can see here San Pellegrino, pretty large amounts of gross beta, gross alpha, and very large amounts of uranium-234 and 238. That's a real bummer. So you can use charts like this. If there's another Italian mineral water that you like, you can look and see how much uranium is in there. I would not drink a mineral water unless the amount of uranium in there was undetectable, this ND. So I have stopped drinking San Pellegrino. What about Gerald Steiner? Ugh, not much better. So contribution of uranium in drinking waters to the daily uranium intake of humans, a case study from Northern Germany. You can see in this paper that they also have a chart with the amount of uranium in various mineral waters from Germany. So again, uranium concentration, contribution of uranium in the mineral water to the daily uranium intake percentage. General Steiner's not insignificant. Um, some of these are much worse. Saskia, for instance, but know what the mineral water you are drinking has in it in terms of uranium. And know what is in your tap water and how you're filtering it. Know how to get clean water into your life. I think this is one of the key things that humans can do to improve longevity long-term. Now, a caveat for this, if we go off a little side branch of this rabbit hole, is the question of what about other beneficial things in water? What about silica, for instance? So there's a compelling set of theories that have been advanced about 
the silica content of waters being higher in the blue zones. And perhaps that is preventing aluminum toxicity in these places. Aluminum has been linked to Alzheimer's, though it's a controversial link. There is increasing evidence that this is probably not a good thing. And we don't want more aluminum in our lives. Aluminum is a very interesting topic, probably a subject for a whole different controversial thoughts, but I will touch on it now. So if we go down the aluminum in water rabbit hole with regard to silica, we will find some quite interesting things. The first thing I wanna highlight is that there is a plausible link between aluminum accumulation in the brain and Alzheimer's disease. Aluminum appears to be quite neurotoxic. And as the authors of this opinion paper published in 2010 say, the hypothesis that aluminum significantly contributes to Alzheimer's disease is built upon very solid experimental evidence should not be dismissed. Immediate steps should be taken to lessen human exposure to aluminum, which may be the single most aggravating and avoidable factor related to Alzheimer's disease. I would also say that insulin resistance, metabolic dysfunction is a hugely aggravating factor, but regardless, aluminum in your diet, aluminum in your life is probably not a good thing. Another paper published in 2020, aluminum and amyloid beta in familial Alzheimer's disease. You can see here, the research has identified an arguably unique association between high brain and aluminum content and amyloid beta and allows postulation that genetic predispositions to finding familial Alzheimer's disease underlie this relationship. You guys can look at these papers, but there is mounting evidence that aluminum accumulation in the brain from a variety of sources in our life is potentially problematic in Alzheimer's disease. I don't want more aluminum. I will discuss at the end of this video, aluminum sources in the diet. One of the significant ones might be vaccines, which as I've talked about previously, certainly have some apparent benefits, but what about the adjuvants in these, in these, vaccinations, whatever you want to call them. What about the adjuvants in these, um, in these injections that we're getting? And that aluminum could be accumulating in the human body, and we'll talk about why. So there is a very interesting book that has been written that you can find on Amazon, and I will show you this. So the name of this book is Silica Water, the Secret of a Healthy Blue Zone, of Healthy Blue Zone Longevity in the Aluminum Age kind of a long wordy title. I was skeptical at first, but as I dove into this, as I dug into this rabbit hole, it sounds like pretty interesting stuff. It's kind of fascinating, the stuff that he talks about. The author's a PhD. He's done some work at Harvard. He's actually, I think, been a professor at Harvard in biochemistry. But what he highlights is this, the fact that if you look across the blue zones, which is something that I have railed against as having any connection with plant-based diets, which I don't think is true at all. I think that in any of the blue zones, as you heard in my conversation with Joel Furman, or any of these other regions with higher longevity, they're always eating meat. Sardinia, Okinawans. I thought it was great that in the conversation with Joel Furman, I was able to highlight the fact that among the vegetarians, there were no centenarians in Okinawa. But if you look at the amount of silica, or specifically these orthosilicates in these tap waters or in the groundwaters in these places, they're higher than normal, which is interesting. So you can look at the Japan, the overall tap water OSA, which is orthosilicates, and Okinawa has higher at 40. Italy 
17, and Sardinia ranges from 15 to 69, another region 24 to 67, Greece overall 13, but Icaria 18 to 58, Costa Rica where I am now, overall 28 to 54, but on the Nicoya Peninsula 59 to 141, USA overall tap water is 11, but Loma Linda 32.5, and um, they are calling the Adventists 65 parts per million of the orthosilicates. The author of this book, which was republished in 2020, also adds another region of Heche, China, and notes that the amount of orthosilicates in the region here is higher. So the, the statement or the thesis of his book is the notion that aluminum is pervasive, Sometimes it's even in our water, but it's in a lot of places. Definitely deodorant or antiperspirant. You don't want that. Aluminum foil, it's in vaccines. I'll talk about that as I wrap this video up. But that is the silica content of our water and in some foods protective against this aluminum toxicity. He goes through plants, studies, animal studies, and human studies suggesting that ingestion of higher silica waters could mitigate some of this aluminum toxicity. I found this quite fascinating. So in my opinion, this is a reason not to drink reverse osmosis water. We're stuck in this conundrum, right? How do we get the cleanest water without getting rid of all the minerals and important things like maybe these OSA, these orthosilicates or other minerals, bicarbonate or calcium. So this is why I think finding a good quality mineral water is probably the best thing for humans. I would imagine that evolutionarily our ancestors would have been drinking river water, stream water, creek water, water that was fairly clean before we industrialized the world, put a whole bunch of aluminum in the atmosphere and polluted a bunch of crap around us. And they would have had access to free flowing water that was not generally very toxic. So that's what we're trying to get back to. How do we thread the needle? So here's what I think we should be doing. I think that if you're going to do a mineral water, look for a couple of things. If you're gonna choose any particular brand, look to see how much uranium is in that brand. For instance, you can look at Mountain Valley, which is the type of mineral water that I have used in the past. And you can see that there is no, um, there is no uranium in this water. So I'll show you the Mountain Valley water quality report. None of these are detected. You can look at alkalinity, you can look at color, you can look at temperature, whatever. And you can see all of these other things. And then you find that all these other chemicals not detected. Going through it quickly. You'll see Mountain Valley pretty darn clean. Apparently, this is the type of water they serve in the Senate at the US, which may go either way, depending how you feel about the Senate. Bicarbonate, 192.36 milligrams of calcium carbonate per liter. But the problem with Mountain Valley might be that it has a low silica content. It's only 15 milligrams per liter, which is only 15 parts per million um, in the, of the uh, silica. So we want something that has a little bit more than this. And that is why I've kept looking for different sources of water. One of the cool things about this book is that he has listed the silica PPM and the OSA, which are pretty similar, but the, again, the OSA is orthosilicates, uh, for a whole bunch of different mineral waters, which I thought was fascinating. So you can look here and see that the Fiji water is quite high, 148.8. And in fact, I know there are a lot of people who are drinking Fiji water as a source of these silicates. The issue that I have with Fiji water is it's only in polyethylene. So it's only in plastic. It's not ideal, but
But if you want to get silica in your water, maybe supplementing your water supply with Fiji water would be a good idea. You can go through, look at other waters from Italy, et cetera. Um, interestingly, while I've been in Costa Rica, I have stumbled across some Spanish waters like this Vichy Catalan, which has also has 124 ppm of OSA. And I think that's what I'll probably be drinking while I'm here. Maybe I'll be able to get that in the States. Now, I did some research on Fiji water. You can also go to their website. Fiji water has no uranium. So that's what I'm balancing, right? I'm gonna look at any mineral water and I'm gonna say, does it have uranium? Does it have contaminants? Most of them aren't gonna have contaminants, but they might have uranium and not tell you about it like San Pellegrino or Gerald Steiner. And what is the silica content? So as we try to maximize this, maybe this Vichy Catalan is a good option. I don't know how many of us can get it in the States. Maybe Fiji water, the risk versus benefit is better because you're gonna get some silica and you'll just accept some of the harm from the plastic. It's a balance, but it is interesting to think about the cleanliness, the purity of our water and how that might affect us as humans and where we might be getting aluminum from as individuals in our society. So that's the last thing I wanna talk about in this video. Avoiding toxins is hugely important. He does a great job in the appendix of this book. And obviously I have no association with him. I just think it's a great resource for you guys. Looking, obviously you don't want aluminum cookware. You don't want to take in acids. You probably don't want to use antiperspirants. Baking powder, sometimes have it. Coffee makers can use it. If they're drip style, you can accumulate aluminum. More reason not to do this, you guys. Uh, colorants can do it. Kellogg, cherry Pop-Tarts have aluminum, etc. There's all sorts of you know, processed foods here that have aluminum in them. Cosmetics have aluminum. Drinking water can have aluminum. E-cigarettes have aluminum. Other food that's processed can have aluminum. I thought it was compelling that both tobacco and cannabis will be a source of aluminum. Yet another reason not to smoke. And as you guys might ask, I'm not a fan of marijuana. Certainly it can be medicinal, but it's not correcting the root cause. Spices can have aluminum. Soaps can have aluminum. And the most controversial part will be that vaccines contain aluminum. And Interestingly, he has a note here, this 451 reference, I'll have to check this one out, but he says that aluminum that is used as an adjuvant vaccine released slowly over at least 28 days after the vaccination, and it is 23 to 73% bioavailable as opposed to ingested aluminum in foods and water that is only 0.2% bioavailable. So I try to walk a fine line on vaccines, guys, but people will often say that vaccinations for your children have less aluminum or the same amount of aluminum that's found in formula. Number one, why is there aluminum in formula? Number two, injecting intramuscularly aluminum is going to be much more bioavailable, in this case, 100 plus times more bioavailable than aluminum that is taken orally. So this could present an aluminum load that could create problems for some people. It's just something to be aware of. I'm not denying that vaccinations can have some benefits, but I'm also not denying that they can be harmful to some people. This is a reason not to get vaccinations you don't need or to be aware of this in general. And perhaps what we should be doing with kids if they're gonna get vaccinations is make sure that they're drinking silica-rich water. Again, it's something to think about, something that I'm learning about. We're going down the rabbit hole together, but I wanted to share this information with you because I thought it was important. So you can see in all these different vaccinations how much aluminum is in them. I thought it was kind of striking and a little bit scary. So what's the takeaway from all this? It's been a rambling, interesting video, at least for me. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. The takeaway is this, know what's in your water. Your Brita isn't cutting it. It's not going to be good enough to get out all those things that you need to get out. So you're either going to need to get a better filter or source good quality mineral water. I would opt for the latter. I would see it as an investment. Mountain Valley is great. Not a lot of silica. Maybe you want to add some Fiji water to that. 
as a mixed Fiji water and Mountain Valley water. Maybe that's an option. Vichy Catalan. Again, using all these resources I've shown you guys, you can find water that's low in uranium or has no uranium, but also has a decent amount of silica. I think this silica, the orthosilicates theory is quite compelling with regard to aluminum. Avoid sources of aluminum in your diet. And here's hoping that this video helps you get one step closer to radical health. So you guys can always email me, email the team at Heart and Soil, radicalhealth at heartandsoil.co with questions, with suggestions for future videos. I thought this was all super fascinating. Let us help you get closer to radical health at Heart and Soil by providing you with some organs if you don't want the fresh ones. We make some of the cleanest, definitely the cleanest grass-fed, grass-finished, or generally raised, desiccated organs on the market. A source from New Zealand, and we are developing a US-based supply chain, which I'm super excited about also. So check us out, heartandsoil.co. Check out our newest supplement, Skin, Hair, and Nails. We've talked about that one in the past. Special trachea and scapula collagen, which has been studied by John Pruden and found to be helpful for wound healing and immune uh, support and mixed with liver and bone marrow, all kinds of good nutrients in there, biotin, other things. And as a one last aside, I will mention this. Though plant foods are often touted as the best sources of silica, animal foods also contain silica. And it is much more bioavailable in the animal foods. So I found this particularly interesting silicon in foods, content and bioavailability. They have a great list. The availabilities in silicon from meat, milk, and beers were high. If you look here in the article, you can see that the total silica content of beef at 121 micrograms per 100 grams of food pales in comparison to oat flakes. The bioavailability is massively more, 72 plus or minus 15% versus 2.1% plus or minus 0.4. So if you are eating a pound, pound and a half of meat, you are getting essentially a dose of silica that is equivalent to oats without any of the toxins found in oats, lectins, phytates, all these other problems. So I think that if you're thinking about getting silica from your food, you can get it essentially just as well from animal foods that are going to have a much higher bioavailability than you can from plant foods. I would not go eating beans for silica. They have only 0.6% bioavailability. This is something I've talked about. In fact, if you're looking at this article, the best source of silica would be beer. I'm not sure that's my favorite, but because beer is in a tin can, it's going to have aluminum. Anyway, you guys get the point. There is silica in animal foods. There's definitely silica in liver. There's silica in muscle meat, and it's much more bioavailable. But I think that as humans, we probably should be thinking about whether there is additional benefit to getting it in our water as long as that water is pure or at least clean, it doesn't have a lot of uranium in it. So thanks for listening to this one, guys. Stay radical. Reclaim your ancestral birthright to radical health.